wisdom and strength. Wisdom and strength. And I'm specifically talking about godly wisdom and godly strength. Some of us are physically strong or financially strong, and we're strong in a lot of ways, but spiritually, we are weak. Spiritually, we are being tossed to and fro. Anything that comes our way, it takes us out. We are mentally overwhelmed. We are spiritually overwhelmed. We are emotionally overwhelmed. But yet on the outside, we look good. Wisdom and strength. When I say wisdom and strength, I mean godly wisdom and godly strength. The word of God says he takes the foolish things of the world to confound the wise and he takes the the weak things of the world to confound the strength. What does that mean? He takes things that look crazy, things that does not make sense to make those who are here on earth considered the most wise and considered the most knowledgeable about a certain thing to make them look silly. Not in the form of embarrassment, but just let them know that if we go the way of God, we will ruffle some feathers. We will go against the tide, for a lack of better phrase. We will do things that are differently, but yet for some reason as humans, because we've been conditioned to, we want to keep going with the flow. We want to keep going with the crowd. We want to keep going with everybody else. But in this time, in this day that we are living in, We have to ask God for his wisdom and his strength. And we have to start off with the simplest things, but yet it is so hard. Ecclesiastes 8 and 1 through 5 says, Who is like the wise? Who knows the explanation of things? A person's wisdom brightens their face and changes its hard appearance. Verse 2, Obey the king's command. I say, because you took the oath before your God. A person wisdom brightens their face and changes a hard appearance. I get it. We live, especially here in America, is all about get the bag, get this, get that, blah, 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 blah. But are we asking for wisdom? Because wisdom, godly wisdom, is the very thing that will change our character. Let's talk. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back to Conquering Me Podcast. Here we talk about the joys of developing a personal relationship with Christ. And here's the truth. The more and more and more and more you develop your relationship with Christ and you work on your relationship with Christ and you learn more about Christ, you will notice yourself being changed. You will notice that you're becoming more disciplined. You are noticing that you're becoming more loving. You're showing more grace. All of these things. And then you look up, you're like, the former me is no longer there. And that is what we want as uh, believers. Conquering me. Lord, conquer me. Teach me how to walk like you. This is the first podcast of the new year in 2023. We are so grateful for the Lord allowing us to see another year. I hope that you all had a great 2022. And here's the thing. If you didn't, you have to remember what the word of God says. The scripture says, all things 
work together for the good of them that love God and that are called according to his purpose. You are called according to the purpose and the will of God. Let's, I know you're like, well, Jen, what is my purpose? You know what your purpose is? Is for the kingdom of God to come here on earth. Our Father, which art in heaven, how will be thy name? Thy kingdom come, thy will be done here on earth as it is in heaven. Our jobs as those who have accepted Christ and those who have um, just really said we're Christian, we're believers, and we're going to do what God has called us to do. We are followers of his word. We are followers and doers of his word. Our job is to make sure that the kingdom of God is being spread through love and kindness. Because one of my other favorite scripture, it says, through love and kindness have I drawn thee. One of the things I want to do uh, personally for this year, I have asked the Lord to show me my language. I've asked the Lord to... Um, allow me to see when I am not speaking things that are against your word, against your promises, against who you are, right? I am constantly um, saying things that are keeping me bound. And so I really have asked the Holy Spirit, like open my ears, open my eyes to what I am saying and so that I can see the effects of it, right? And God really, really, really has done so. This is what I love when Jesus says, ask um, and ye shall receive, seek and ye shall find, knock and the door shall be open to you. The question is, what are we asking? And when we are always asking for the things of God, meaning the blessing, all the material stuff, and here's again, I am never gonna knock that stuff. I'm not going to knock that stuff because all those things are tools that can help spread the kingdom, help spread the word of God. But along with it, are we asking more of him? Are we asking for our language to reflect him, our appearance and how we walk and how we move and don't get stuck in what the church says. Don't get stuck in tradition. When I say the appearance, God has us all to look a certain way because we're going to meet a certain people because he understands certain things make us alive, right? It makes us just full of joy and we can walk around with joy. We don't have to be sound, sad or bound or anything like that. So that's one of the things that I've asked the Lord. And I've been praying that literally for months now. So it's even before 2023. I've been really praying that before that. Um, also, it's just a lot of things that I said. Okay, I said, if, if I'm speaking this, if I'm speaking that I want to make sure I am uh, quoting a scripture verbatim, that means I need to have, because one of the things I do want to do is understand ch book, chapter, verse, exactly where things are found. And I have been, I need to create a system around that. How do you do that? If I say, you know what? I am going to be someone who knows book, chapter, verse of when I quote a scripture and I want to make sure I'm saying it correctly. Then I need to make sure I figure out a way to have my little studying tools. How am I, how am I creating that space here? And this leads us into what I was talking about before, his wisdom and his strength, God's wisdom and his strength. I started reading off Ecclesiastics and, and, and I've said this before and I'm going to stress it over and over and over and over. We need the wisdom of God, period. We need the wisdom. We need the wisdom. We, we need God's wisdom. If you want to know where to start, start with the book of Proverbs and Ecclesiastes. If you start with those two books, 
you will learn a lot and take your time to read it and study it. Gain his wisdom, gain God's knowledge. The one who wrote those chapters, uh, uh, scholars, biblical scholars and theologists said it was um, Solomon who wrote that. And Solomon was considered the wisest man at that time. And he was the wisest man and also the wealthiest man at that time. He was the son of David, King David, the one who wrote Psalms, who gave us a whole bunch of beautiful uh, chapters. It was very, Psalms itself is a, I feel it is a very, um, it's, it's, it's poetry, poetry and songs at the end of the day, right? He was a very emotional person, but at the same time, he was, a, uh, he was a king, he was a fighter. And so I loved how David had all of the ups and downs, but yet his heart was to please God. And so his son, Solomon was the next in line where he became king and Solomon was considered the wisest and the richest. And one of the things that King Solomon said when he became king, he said, Lord, teach me how to go in and out before your people. He was asking for the Lord's direction. He was asking for his wisdom and his guidance. He was asking for the very presence of God in every aspect. And so we, as I was praying and I said, okay, God, um, you know, 2023, a lot of people, I have not heard a lot of resolutions, which I think is pretty good that people are getting out of resolutions. Like, you know, my new year's resolution is this, I think is good because I, I don't know. I, I just feel like we have subconsciously told ourselves to wait until the new year to start something that we have desired to do months ago. Um, and then we put a lot of stake on an actual physical calendar instead of moving in the time and seasons, especially as believers. Um, so wisdom. So I was praying and I was praying about a lot of things and, um, just in my prayer and study time. And one of the things that I was just praying about specifically for the podcast, the new years, so I was like, God, do you want me to declare things over people for 2023? Do you want me to speak things into existence? Like I was going through all this stuff. Cause if anyone is like me, you know, here's the thing. When you watch a lot of, uh, Christian and biblical content child by December 30th, December 20th, whatever, you're going to start seeing a lot of people having a word for the next year, right? And then sometimes, and truthfully, our churches have kind of trained us for that. They have trained us to talk about what the new year, what is this year going to be? And you hear prophets and you hear people saying, this is what 2023 is going to be like, or this is what 2022 is going to be like. This is what all the various years in the past, this is what it's going to be like. And people were holding on to those words. And so I was like, well, Lord, and I did, I got, I got caught up in it. I got caught up. I got sucked in. Well, Lord, should I say something about what they should be doing for 2023? Is there a specific warning for 2023? So he was like, as I was praying and asking God what to say, if I should say anything, what is it? All these things. I just heard the Lord simply say, do what I've called you to do. Here's the thing. A lot of us have already received specific instructions from the Lord. We have been sitting on it for days, months, some of us years, whatever it is. Do not look for the fresh. 
Just do what God has already requested of you, what he has already commanded you to do. That is what you do. Don't look for anything else. Don't look for, oh my gosh, is 2023 going to be this type of year? Is this, Here's the thing. I'm not here to speak on all of that, but that's not what I'm going to get into. This is about developing a personal relationship with God. When we do what God is calling us to do, when we keep his commandments and when we keep the way that he has called us to love, we are developing a a better relationship with him. We are overcoming the fears and the traumas and the issues and whatever else, any type of delay, hesitancy, excuses, whatever we have that resides in us, that allows us not, that gives us reason not to move. Just do what God has called you to do. Now, specifically for the season that we are in as a body of Christ, does not matter what comes your way. Does not matter. It doesn't matter what happens in the world. Let it be your world, the actual physical world, your community, your city, your state, whatever it is, the country that you live in. One thing that God wants us to do is ask for his wisdom. Wisdom. The beginning of wisdom in Proverbs 1, it says that the beginning of wisdom is fear, not fear in the certain way of I am scared, but it's, the, it's fear in the meaning of I reverence the Lord. I honor him and worship him. I see him for who he is. I understand that, his, that he has power and strength to destroy, but I also understand that he has power and strength to heal and restore and love me beyond my nonsense, right? We have to ask for his wisdom and his strength, because the truth is, in order for you to do anything that God has called you called you to specifically, please be prepared for a spiritual attack. Some of us are worn down on so many levels is because we need the strength of God. You have taken the classes, which are great. You have done better to organize yourself, which is great. You have asked for wise counsel, which is also biblical. All these things are biblical principles. But have you specifically said, God, I need your strength. I need that strength that can only come from above. I was in prayer a couple of weeks ago with my husband and as the Lord was giving me things for us and what he was calling us to do and giving specific instructions, I heard the Lord said, says the Lord of hosts. And I had to look up like, okay, Lord of hosts, you know, the Lord himself has a lot of names. He has referenced a lot of different things within the Bible from God to um, God himself, the Holy Spirit and Jesus. So when you look up, you see all these different, you see the Lord of hosts. What is the Lord of hosts? So I just looked it up. I looked at some scriptures. I looked at the biblical meeting. I looked up the, I believe it's the Hebrew terms of it and what they were referencing. And, and really what, what it was, was it was this. The Lord of hosts has a whole army behind him. God himself not only has his strength, which is mad crazy, right? It's just like indescribable. But he has, I'm talking about, we don't even know that we say that the scripture says, I believe it says one could put 
1,000 of light and two could put 10,000 of light. And that is talking about angels, your warriors, right? Remember when David, I mean, not David, but Daniel was praying and he was praying for the fast and I'm not going to uh, eat anything good that's pleasurable until I receive an answer. He stayed there. He was like, I'm a pray and I'm a fast. And then his angel came down and said, look, we heard you on the first day. You were heard on the first day, but there's been a war going on. That's why it took 21 days. He didn't set out to fast for 21 days. So how we have the Daniel fast that is very common within the Christian uh, community. It wasn't that Daniel set out to say 21 days. Daniel was out to fast until he heard the word of the Lord. So his angels, his angels came down and they were like, look, we've been, we've been battling. It was a battle up there to give you this word. So when the Lord says the Lord of hosts, that means I am sending angels. I am sending reinforcement. I am sending. I want us to have like an imagination right here. Let's let's let our imagination flow, right? So imagine the Lord has called you to do something specific. And I'm just going to say the Lord has said, hey, go back to school. So you're like, okay, I'm going to go back to school. Then all of a sudden you start feeling fear anxiety. You're like, how am I going to pay for it? How am I going to handle this? What are, what are people going to say? Am I too old? Uh, why, you know, this doesn't make sense. You know, I already have a degree. Oh, you know, all of these things started coming, all of these things. So now we start speaking things and we start saying, okay, let me, let me go talk to my trusted loved ones. Let me go do this. And as we're starting to talk to them, they give us their wisdom, which is, you know, Hey, I appreciate it. Some people, and, and, and here's this little caveat. I want us to be okay with understanding not everyone is coming for you. And even when they try to give you your, their best advice, that's all that they have. It, some parents, some loved ones only know how to speak fear. Some people, now some people, yes, they are meant to attack you. Now, this, I want to make that clear. But some people, they're like, that's the only thing they know how to speak is fear, doubt. And then you have some people who speak encouragement. It's like, okay, cool. They go ahead and say, go do it. But that's all they know how to do. So I want you to put that into perspective. When you seek people, seek their wisdom, seek their counsel, when you're asking them for their knowledge, they can only do what they know. Unless they have said, let me go pray about it. And I want to hear from God specifically. I want, because I don't want to give you my wisdom. I want you to have the wisdom of God, right? And so... Put things in perspective. So now let's go back to the example. You have decided to go back to school and you're feeling all of these struggles. One of the scriptures I mention often when it says we wrestle not against flesh and blood. So this is not just a physical thing, but it's actually something that's happening in the spirit realm. So in the spirit realm, I need to give charge to my angels. And I also need to say to my Lord, the Lord of hosts, I need you to fight this battle because you told me to do this, but I am struggling just to Google what is happening. All of a sudden I'm exhausted. All of a sudden I have, I I can't think straight. I'm clouded. All of a sudden it's like all, it's just all of these things. And the more and more you move you feel this force kind of pushing you back and you're like what in the world ask for the strength of God ask for him to send ways 
and a wave that will clear the path for you, clear the path mentally, spiritually, emotionally. Use the word of God. Say, hey, God, your word says the steps of the righteous man are ordered. So it's already ordered. So I need you to clear up this pathway. For some reason, I can't even make a step. For some reason, this this is just a lot of fighting going on. I'm trying and I'm trying to move in this thing that is taking me out of my comfort zone, but I'm struggling. And what God is calling us to do in this next season of our lives. Now, the timing and season that is between you and God. But this next season, we have to ask God for his wisdom and his strength. No longer can we go off of our our strength and our wisdom. We have to move in the wisdom of God. We have to ask him to, Lord, come down. I need you to intervene on this. Okay, God, you know, the experts say, go left. And God might say, no, I need you to go straight. Don't you turn right here. I know that's what everybody says. That's the wisdom of God because the wisdom of God, a lot of times is completely opposite from what everybody else says. It really is. The wisdom of God will make you look somewhat crazy. Where people are looking like, I don't know what they're doing. I don't know what she's doing. I don't know what he's doing. And I'm a, it's not a good place to be in. Meaning, as a person, it is overwhelming because we do want our loved ones to understand and support us. We want to feel it from the community. We want to feel, even for from ourselves, like I understand what I'm doing, even if no one else understands what I'm doing. But what happens if you're in a season of your life to where you don't even understand what you're doing? You're like, God, I don't even get what I'm doing. You're telling me to up, move, like uproot my whole family and move to another state? What? You're telling me to go ahead and change the complete way of eating. I'm healthy, but this is also eating is so huge a part of my culture and whatever it is. You're telling me that I need to find another job that's completely uh, out of my, uh, my out of my comfort is making less pay. Because see, here's the thing. See, we always like to talk about the things that are like, OK, go after the, the new business, go after that new job. And in our minds, we start thinking about the new money, the more money we make it. But what if the way that God is calling you to move actually kind of looks like a step back to society. Everyone's like, why would she do that? Why would he do that? That doesn't make sense. Why are they downsizing? Why are they giving this up? Why are they giving that up? The Bible says this, and I want to read these scriptures. In 1 Corinthians 1, and I'm going to start at 25. For the foolishness of God is wiser than human wisdom. The weakness of God is stronger than human strength. Brothers and sisters, think of what you were when you were called. Not many of you were wise by human standards. Not many were influential. Not many were of noble birth. But God chose the foolish things of the world to shame the wise. God chose the weak things of the world to shame the strong. God chose the lowly things of this world and the despised things and the things that are not to nullify the things that are so that no one may boast before him. 
It is because of him that you are in Christ Jesus, who has become for us wisdom from God. That is our righteousness and holiness and redemption. Therefore, as it is written, let the one who boasts, boast in the Lord. All the things that you have been praying for, all the things that you have been desiring, everything, whatever that prayer is, whatever it is that you desire, that's literally been in your heart and you have spoken with it. Ask for the wisdom and the strength of God. Do not walk in this season in your life, in your own knowledge and strength. Do not walk in this season in your life with your own wisdom, because I'm telling you, you will destroy it. The very thing that you prayed for will consume you. The very thing that you have desired will consume you. So you have to ask for the greater. One of the things that God is really, really glaring in my face, and it's been like this for the past, I would say a couple of years or so, is the message that we preach for the stuff and not the character of God. We preach about obtaining all of the earthly values, but not the character of God. And you see, more, and I'm not saying every preacher and teacher, because I don't want people to think I'm just coming for every preacher and teacher. I'm not saying that at all. Nor am I saying that we should not pray and, and go after things, the, the earthly things. When I say the earthly things, I'm like the tangible stuff, right? I'm not saying that at all. But as we go after this stuff, even if it's an increase in your job, your education, whatever type of new in your life that mankind says like, oh, that's a good thing. Even marriage, you better ask for the wisdom and the strength of God. Yes, wisdom is a biblical thing between a man and a woman. We thank God for marriage. The Bible says what God has put together, let no man put asunder. And here's the truth of it. The only people that can mess up that marriage are the two people in the marriage. That's the truth. But in that, in order for me not to destroy the very thing that God has blessed me, I need his wisdom. Right? It's just like this. I'm always kind of amazed how people will buy something and they're like, I'm not going to read the instruction. I'm not even going to seek to see what does it said, how to put this together, how to care for this uh, computer, how to troubleshoot and all this other type of stuff. I don't go back to the maker. We're asking God for his blessings, but we're not going back to the maker, the creator of the blessing and the creator of us. And like, how do I do this? How do I manage it? How do I take care of it? God teaches how to be good stewards how to manage what you have given us. How do I show up as, as a spouse, as a parent, as a daughter or son, as a friend? How do I show up, right? You've allowed me to have all of this. But the question is how? And then as we grow in the how, I pray that the question of why you allowed this to happen comes in because this is now when we get into some meat. We can now understand the purpose, a deeper purpose. This is not, oh, I see. Okay, kingdom. Okay, now we're talking kingdom work. And I hope I'm making sense. And where we are walking in and where God has taken us and what you have been asking him for and praying for, 
you have to pray for his wisdom and strength. As you obtain it, as you go after it, as you work it, as you build it, as you change, all of these things. And it's every step of the way asking for his wisdom. And I feel this so strongly within my spirit. And God has been really, really, really pushing me that we have to really desire the character of God. Desire his mind, his thoughts. As we ask the Lord to renew our hearts, God, renew our minds, change our hearts, right? Change our hearts, renew our minds, because I not only want to have his heart, but I want to be curious about God. Ask for his wisdom, his knowledge, his strength, his understanding, all of these things. When you see uh, things that are going on in the world, ask the Lord why. Show me in the scripture. How does this tie back to your word? How does this tie back to Christ himself? Everything that you've been praying for, that you've been desiring, what you have been, even if it's just like, God, I've been praying for my community, ask God for his wisdom along with that. Because wisdom allows us to gain understanding and also gives us a certain way to move. But it also gives us an immense amount of peace. The more and more I gained the wisdom of God, I understood certain conversations I didn't need to be in. Certain things I did not need to understand. God began to see, let me see the thing behind the thing. Right. I begin to see what was really happening while everybody else may have been getting, uh, you know, becoming caught up in, let, let's say what the person said. I saw the pain and the heart, the, the trauma behind it because I was asking for his wisdom and his discernment. I was asking him for strength, but specifically for the things that you are desiring. You need to understand. You are under war. There is a battle that is going on. For you. And I understand that we're like, well, Jen, I'm already saved. But have you fulfilled what God has called you to do? If you are still listening, that means that you have not. Why? Because I'm just a believer. Our work is not done until we go home. So if I still have breath in my body, that means I, that very thing has not been fulfilled yet. I cannot tap out and say, oh, that's it. I have nothing else to do. I have nothing else to do, even though the Lord is like, girl, you got 50 more years here on this earth. I'm like, no, God, I'm good. I have nothing else to do. I've done what you called me to do. Now, you may have been done. God may have called you to do a specific thing at a specific uh, uh, organization within an organization or a city or whatever that thing is. But as long as you are breathing, as long as you are moving, and as long as you have the desire to serve him, there's always more. And so. Even for some of us who just heard that, that was exhausting. Like, oh my gosh, the work never ends. It doesn't. But how great of a God we serve. He does not even stop working on us. He does not stop fulfilling what we have asked him for. He does not stop giving us his peace, his grace, and his mercy. So who are we to withhold his peace, his grace, and his mercy from other people? But we have to ask for his strength. Pray for the Lord of hosts to become real in your life so that you can see where he is working on your behalf. Because there's only so much that you can do in your strength. There's only so much that, you, that can be done with your wisdom. But God, I thank you for giving me that wisdom and that strength that surpasses me. That shocks me like, oh, Lord, you really showed up in that. 
That's why I read those scriptures. When he said that he takes the foolish things of the world and below that it says, but if you're going to boast, boast in the Lord, that's when we say, no, that was God. God did that one. That was not me. I only did A and somehow I ended up at Z. How in the world? And I do not remember any of the other steps. I just arrived. And there are moments like that where your people are going to look at you like, how did you get there? How did you overcome? How did you build this? How did you repair? How did you do? How, 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 how? And your response is nothing but God because you prayed for his strength and his wisdom. You pray for the Lord of hosts and your heavenly father to be made real in your life. I hope that you have gained something on today. I hope that part of your prayer life with whatever you are praying for, even if you have already been praying for wisdom and strength, go study some more about wisdom and strength, God's strength. See what the Bible says about God being the Lord of hosts, having those armies fighting on our behalf. That's amazing to me. The Lord of hosts is fighting. He is moving. He is clearing a path for us. How amazing in that. That is just, oh, it's just mind blowing, right? It's just mind blowing. It is mind blowing when you really think about it and imagine it. So I pray that you have gained something. This season, what you're walking in and what you're about to do and what you're praying for. You have to ask for his wisdom. Ask for his strength. And begin to ask God to teach you how to love, love yourself, love God, and love one uh, one another. I love you all. And like always, we're going to pray and we're going to go ahead and have the... um, Anyone to call the salvation. Let's start with call the salvation. Lord, if there's anyone out there that want that you really, 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 really want to have the wisdom of God and his strength. I urge you to first ask for make sure that he is your savior. Make sure that he is the Lord of your life. Make sure that you can love him with all of your heart and that you can keep his commandments and that you can walk in love, the godly love that only he is that can do. He can only allow you. We can't do that in our strength of walking in God's love. That only comes from God. That comes from God instructing us. That comes with God showing us how much he loved us so that we don't forget. So now we have compassion and love for one another, right? So I want you to pray and repeat after me. Lord, come into my life. I ask that you become my savior. I want to see you as my Lord of hosts. I want to see you as the very wisdom that I need and that I need to breathe. God, please forgive me of my sins. And I believe that you are the son of God and you rose from the grave. If you have said that, if you've confessed that with your mouth and you believe that in your heart, you are saved. That is it. We are rejoicing. Heaven is rejoicing. God is rejoicing. Everybody in these, we are just happy, happy, happy. (laughs) I remember, I think it was some, uh, I think it was my grandfather. Somebody used to say happy, happy, joy, joy. So we are excited that you have decided to make Jesus your Lord and Savior. And for all of us, Lord, we thank you and we praise you for giving us your wisdom, your strength, your knowledge, and your understanding. We thank you, Lord Jesus, for continuing to cleanse us, continue to mature us in your word and in your truth. Lord Jesus, let 
us be the light that you have called us to be. Let us desire your character. Let us desire your ways. Yes, you have uh, given us things here on earth to be uh, tools, to be an asset to others and even asset to ourselves because you don't want us to live sad lives where we're always in struggle, that we always are dealing with sickness or we're always dealing with something that is keeping us from living a fulfilled life so that your word can be preached and taught all over this world. God, those things are nothing but tools. All of this stuff, good health is a tool. Money is a tool. Education is a tool. Um, Our jobs, our cars, our family, everything's our things to allow your kingdom to be spread, for your love to be spread. God, I thank you for giving us your wisdom. Your word says that when we ask of your wisdom, you give it to us freely freely, liberally. God, you give us your wisdom. Let that be something that is on our tongue on a consistent basis and be within our hearts ready to receive. Lord, we love you. We honor, we endure you. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. I love you all. Please follow. Please like, subscribe. Please go ahead and download all the episodes. We are growing. Continue to pray for me as I pray for you all. Speak to you next week.